Hey everyone, my name is Jessica Gruber and I'm here to inspire you to go bigger with your dreams and goals so you can give bigger with your profits. Welcome to the Go Big to Get Big podcast where we are challenging six-figure earners to become seven-figure givers. My name is Randy Mullen and each week my co-host Steve Arneson and I are interviewing successful entrepreneurs, professional athletes, philanthropists, and other high-performing humans that are inspiring us with their stories. We go deep into uncovering how they have become successful and why generosity is an impact they want to leave on this world. Our mission is to have you leave this podcast wanting to go bigger with your dreams and goals so that you can give bigger with your profits. Let's not waste any more time and jump right into it. Before we get started today, though, this is a quick reminder that we are launching our Go Big to Give Big membership. If you are looking to get around people that are more excited about talking about the impact they are making in this world more than the cars they are buying, then you're going to want to go check out GoBigToGiveBig.com to get more information and join the most philanthropic group of entrepreneurs out there. Now, back to the show. All right. We're excited to welcome today Jessica Gruber to the show. She is the creative strategist and founder of Buzzworks and Super Sticky Sweet websites. So thanks so much for coming on. Awesome. Thank you for having me on, Randy. This is going to be super fun. When we got connected, uh, it was through kind of a little bit of the work that you did in the philanthropy space of helping build websites for nonprofits. And you have so much information that you can share and support around that space. But you've also built a pretty incredible business yourself right now with what you're doing with Buzzworks and building websites, B2B, and doing some really incredible stuff. So why don't you start there by sharing a little bit about what's exciting you the most about your business right now? So I got into my business because I used to work for ad agencies. And one day I just said, hey, I want to go live the life I want to live. I don't want to work agency hours. And that's how uh, my agency got started. And then alongside that, I ended up building a business along with my family. And at one point we had to, I had to figure out how to integrate my family into the philanthropic philosophy. And so when I work my business, it is really for my family and to be with my family. Now through that, I get to work with business owners around the world. I'm not just doing, there were opportunities that I would have never gotten if I had just stayed in an agency. I've worked with luxury African safari companies. Right now we're currently working with a gold production. I mean, think of the learning curve of having to learn about gold production. So that is what really excites me is going into these businesses and learning And every time I get to go into a business, it's a new experience because it's something new. Sometimes I get to pull stuff from their business and bring it back to my business because we're doing these deep discovery sessions on them and how they run, how they work, what their top sales conversations are. And it's really, in a way, I get to study other people and bring it and learn myself. So that's really what excites me about the websites and building the websites is because we really dive in. And selfishly, I get to bring that information. And now I'm just a dictionary of business. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Uh, I got to ask, where's the super sticky sweet websites come from? That is is a very uh, 
attractive tagline when you look at that because it's like I'm I'm kind of drawn to it. I'm like, tell me more about it. I used to be a beekeeper. You could say that was my first business that I ever ran. As a child, my father was into agriculture a lot. And so one of the things we did was beekeeping and we would extract the honey and we would take it to the local health food store. We had to learn about expenses. And so we were only allowed to take so much from the company and we had to cover the expenses of all the supplies that we bought. So that was kind of my first experience into the business world. And it was probably when I was like 12 or 13 years old. So I don't know if my dad knew what he was doing, teaching us and what it would lead to, but here we are today. Buzzworks. That's amazing. So the buzz works and the super sticky sweet websites are all plays on the honey back in the day. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's amazing. And diving into, we're going to get into the philanthropy stuff here in a sec, but one of the things you said to me before the show that I thought was really cool is you said, your website is your top sales conversation. Do you want to take just a minute and explain that to the audience that's sitting there wondering like, hey, how important is it actually to get my website redone? I did it, you know, two years ago and now my business has scaled a little bit and I'm having some more fun, but I haven't looked back on my website. How important is it to go back and revisit that? Or why is it important to understand that your website is your top sales conversation? Because it really is. If you look at it as a business aspect, people will hit your social media profiles. They may contact you, but they're also going to hit your website. So your website essentially is you in the digital world. And so if you're not taking your top sales conversations that you're having vocally with a person and putting them on your website, then you're missing an opportunity to have your voice in another place. And on top of that, if you take a look at how people search SEO, people now search just by using their voice. Mm -hmm. And so they're using the words that you are actually speaking them and then repeating them to a search bar. So as much as you can take your normal conversations, those are the things that people are asking, and you just put them on your website, you're naturally going to hit those sales points, you're naturally going to hit the SEO points, and it just becomes a part of your overall branding strategy. That's so good, and so important, and so crucial these days. You know, websites aren't becoming as important as they were back in the day, maybe, where we didn't have as strong a social media presence. But there's still a key component when somebody, you know, when somebody introduced me, the first thing I do is look up their website and, and mm -hmm. then I go to their social media. So I still think it's very important these days. But how uh, a question for you maybe is how does somebody stay uh, innovative and competitive in an industry that's you know constantly changing? SEO is changing all the time. I'll say website design and branding is slowly changing as we go through the years. They have different purposes and meanings and stuff behind it. How does somebody stay relevant with their website these days? Well, a little secret is websites haven't changed. Mm -hmm. They really haven't changed. They have just improved. So if you go back way in the day, of uh, everyone tries to trick SEO. But if you give the consumer what they want and what they need, they're going to stay on your website and they're going to convert. And that's essentially it. And it's just with marketing. Over the years, marketing has improved. Knowing what we need to say to our audience has improved. And that has translated into web design of this is what you need to be saying. There's different styles of marketing. What style of marketing resonates with your audience? And let's take that and put it on your website. I love that. That is so, 
crucial and good for everyone to understand and learn that. And well, the perfect transition now to shift into talking a little bit about the nonprofit space and some of the work that you've done there. Because one of the things people are becoming pretty aware of is that nonprofits are not the best marketers. They're not the best salespeople. They're really good at making impact. So what brought you to wanting to go work with nonprofits? And then we'll dive deeper into that about, you know, some of the, the things you noticed or, or things that, uh, you know, kept you going in that space. But what originally drew you to wanting to go start working with nonprofits? So back up a little. With the nonprofit space, there was a year that I actually took off from working in the for-profit space. And I said, I am 100% just going to work the nonprofit website space. And I would say that coming into that space, it made me more successful because it put me in a more successful mindset because I was surrounding my people with other people that truly wanted to make an impact on their world. Now, on the website side, it was really cool to see go in. And one of the first ones I did was Community Caring Center. They hold a special place in my heart. They're a local food pantry. And three years later, they're putting one of the largest fridges installed into their, like, they're actually having to build more space onto their building to hold this freezer so they can serve more people in their area. So it's just amazing to see these nonprofits grow. Once you give them the messaging, once you show them the way, sometimes they don't, they, they see what you're doing and they're like, we get it now. We know what we have to do. We got our legs, Jessica, we can run. And then I'm just there to support them as they continue to grow. So What's the passion difference that you get in that space versus the for-profit? And I ask this because some people might not be watching the video, but your face just lit up when you started talking about that nonprofit and the work and the freezer and stuff like that. So what has that done for like your heart and the passion for wanting to help them versus a for-profit company? For-profit can quickly become about the transaction if you're not careful. We're nonprofit. It's about the impact that you're making on people's lives. Whether it's a nonprofit for business and you're making an impact on the nonprofit business, or if you're making an impact on a person having dinner at night. When you go into the nonprofit space, they know that they aren't having to sell a product or a service, they're having to sell a relationship and a impact. They're still having to sell, but it's a different type of sell. And it has to be a meaningful sell to get leverage the fundraising dollars. It's so beautiful. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw you a bit of a curveball here. We didn't talk about this beforehand, but something I've been thinking about and working on is in Go Big to Get Big, one of the things we teach people is how adding an impact initiative to their organization or to their business can help them find passion and excitement inside their business again. And it can make them want to talk about it and it can give them some character and it allows them to show more of their personality and stuff. What you experience with nonprofits and that impact that you get to put on their website and it becomes about their impact. What if businesses started sharing a little bit about their impact services on their for-profit 
websites. So talking about some initiatives they're supporting, maybe putting a logo of a nonprofit and talking about it. Do you think that would A, help people going to their website, see a little bit different side of them, or B, give them a little bit more passion and excitement for what they're creating in that space? 100%. I mean, you have total companies that base their marketing angle on supporting a nonprofit. I mean, the biggest one everyone knows is Tom's. Tom's gives for every shoe they sell, they give one to a child in Africa. I think that's it. But they built their whole marketing platform on building a community and rallying people around a cause. So yes, and it shows who you are. It shows what you support and what you're passionate about. And especially in a time after COVID when everyone's about the relationships, it just shows that you have a relationship with the community outside of your business. And if people didn't know the stat, 89% of consumers are more likely to buy from partnership or want to work with an organization that has a giving initiative in their business versus one that doesn't. So if you have something on your website, you're more likely to start drawing the right people to you. And that's not meant to say that giving is going to make you more money. What that's meant to do is to allow people to understand that, hey, I want to do business for good. So as people, we're going to stay on this topic and I'm going to keep grilling you for a second. As people maybe are looking at their four profit website and they're wanting to touch a little bit on their giving initiative and stuff. Do you think it'd be better to have a, a big banner across it, sharing what they do, a giving page so that's a little bit separate? Or how should they incorporate their you know impact work they want to do or they're doing or they're volunteering or whatever they're doing in their space onto their for-profit website so that when somebody goes to it and they're looking at it, trying to say, you know, hey, this is, uh, you know, this is the first touch point that we just talked about when they see it, walk me through what that might look like in the best way. So I think there's two places and actually three places. You first, you can have your page it on under your about us section, kind of what you support, why you support, your whole story kind of behind it. But then we want to also make sure that we're releasing news about it. So we want to insert this into the blog. Did you go volunteer with them? Did your company go volunteer with them? Do you have photos? Photos say a thousand words. How can you feature that on your website? And once you feature that on your website, you have a blog post you can share to social media, you tag the nonprofit in it, guess what they're going to do? They're going to share it with their audience. And that just expands your reach of who you're speaking with. So good. I don't think people are understanding what we're saying right now and how crucial it can actually be. When we look at the statistics that I talked about, 89% of consumers, and that number goes up to 94% for millennial females that are interested in working with brands that have giving initiatives versus one that doesn't. When they go to your website and they see the work you're doing, the initiatives you got going on, it's not a sales pitch. It's a value add. It's like, hey, we, are, we have to have a good product and we have to have a good service to get people in the door. But on the backside, this is a way to keep them engaged or have them look at different stuff. And one of the things you just talked about is going out and volunteering or doing the work or finding some charities. I know uh, shifting gears a little bit, you work with a really cool organization called the Success Champion Network, and it's all about connecting incredible business owners together. And one of the things you guys do is you create a seat for nonprofits to come in and share their stories and get acquainted with. Can you share a little bit of the story of the impact that's had 
on opening up a seat at a networking event for a nonprofit and how it's affecting the other businesses in the group as well? It's really given them something to rally behind. Because if we say, hey, we're going to go support this nonprofit, everyone's like, yes, we're in, we're going to go do it. And on the flip side, now you don't have just one business focusing on a nonprofit. You have 10, you have 20 businesses that have eyes on that nonprofit that are sharing what their mission is and what they're doing. One time we ran a happy hour for them. In our Success Champion Networking Group, our seat is held by Sammy Torres, and it's Baseball Face Cares, and they take baseball equipment and they ship it to third world countries so that a child can have something as simple as a baseball to throw around. So he came up to us. He was like, can we take over your happy hour? And I want to bring a bunch of baseballs. And you guys get to write inspirational quotes on them. And these baseballs are going to go to children in Uganda. So we were like, sure, we're in. Let's do this. Um, and so he brought the baseballs. We wrote it in. But then we took it one step further and we're like, okay, we got to get these baseballs to Uganda. Let's start raising money. And so immediately the happy hour started turning into a fundraiser. We set a goal. We reached the goal. And that money went straight to that nonprofit. And so it was giving the nonprofit an opportunity to go big in what their mission was to do. Uh, there's so many interconnecting stories here. Obviously, Sammy's a really close friend of mine, and Baseball Face Cares is something we support all the time and promote them. And Sammy sent me the photo of one of these kids holding these baseballs that you guys wrote on and said, look at the impact that we just made. And instantly, my heart flooded and it was there. And the first thing I said to Sammy was, when you send this to other businesses, make sure they post about it. Make sure they're sharing this impact because so many people aren't and they're missing that opportunity to connect with their audience and connect with their family and sharing the impact that goes around. And that's something that I love that Success Champions doing is putting in these nonprofit seats to connect to other business owners. And I can say I've talked to a few people in that chapter because Sammy's made a few introductions for me of people that were really interested and every one of them now is like, we want to we want to make more money. We want to go bigger because we want to send more baseballs. We want to send more equipment. So the infectious energy that's coming from that nonprofit to the people around that circle is becoming infectious and they want to speak more about it. So I guess the next question I have for you is what can these businesses do then? So they're when they I'm going to pull success champion out of it. But maybe they're running their own stuff and they get connected to a nonprofit and they volunteer and and they want to start talking about it. How would you recommend in what you shared at the beginning of uh, your website is your top sales conversation? How could they start putting that into their conversation on their website? Like you said, in a little bit of the blogging, a little bit of the posting, but should they be updating that daily, monthly, quarterly, annually? Should they be posting you know, different stuff on there? What does that look like? Really, they should put a strategy plan together of how are we going to get involved with this nonprofit? Are part of our is part of our revenue going to be injected back into this nonprofit? Are we going to volunteer X amount of times? Are we going to host a happy hour? Are we going to have them in for a luncheon? 
once you have that strategy and plan on how you want to interact with your business, then it's a lot easier to execute and it's not like a afterthought. You can be prepared to take those pictures, to push it on social media. You can be prepared to have that blog post and that press release going to get it out there. And you can be prepared to say, hey, we're coming here. We're doing this with your nonprofit. This is what we're going to be releasing. So they know it's coming and they can help support you in your initiatives to get not just your name, but their name out there. It's a collaboration of brand awareness between the two companies. And if you come at it with a strategy and plan, I mean, whenever you have a plan, it makes life a lot easier. That's amazing. Chatting a little bit about yourself now, personally, Jessica, is like you've worked with a lot of different nonprofits. And one of the things that I'm facing in my challenges is I see so many nonprofits that I want to support and so many places I want to help. And that's one of the challenges that people face these days. So how would you go about, you know, as somebody that's volunteered or, or donated your services to so many nonprofits, how do you pick which one you want to support when they're all so great? They're all doing so much impact. How do you know which ones are uh, best to support for you personally? It's self-reflection. What are my interests? So I'm going to use myself for example. Yeah. My interests are kids. And my interest is having a healthy family. So those are two values that I am very passionate about. So any nonprofit in that space, I am happy to support. That's why when Sammy came to me uh, and he was like, I support kids that need bit, I'm like, I'm 100% and let's do this. There's others like the Azel Library Trust Foundation that they get books for kids. Anything in the kids space, I'm 100%. So it's looking at what you're passionate about and going in and finding that nonprofit that serves that passion. That's so good. Where do you see yourself going in the future here? We've talked a lot about nonprofits and we've talked a lot about websites and, and success champion and a lot of different things. What are some future goals for you in the philanthropic space and in the, in the business space? Where do you want to take yourself in the next few years? Business space. I'm really coming into being my own entrepreneur, being not just a single business owner, but multiple business owners. And how can those multiple business owners empower those nonprofits? One of my crazy dreams is that we have a brewery that is also a business collaboration space that also has a nonprofit arm to it. And it's all centered in during the day. It's all about a business community. Anyone can come and work and have a beer and relax. And then in the evening, it flips to family. And now you're with your family. You are there and present with them. I don't believe that business and family are separate. You have seasons of it, whereas sometimes it, it takes more emphasis on other. But one does not go out of existence. They are both there and you need to be present in both. That's beautiful. And any aspirations or big nonprofits that you're excited to work with or go after right now in the website space? Honestly, the, the ones that I'm most proud of are the small ones. The small mm. ones that needed that lift up. And now I see them really going after it and really 
driving their mission to grow and seeing that at one point there was a lack of accessibility to them. And as soon as you put that website up, you see that there's an actual need and that people were actually needing to be helped in this space. We have this small woman's domestic violence. We put a website for her up for her six months ago, and immediately women started reaching out saying, I need help. And I asked her, I said, did you have this before? And she goes, 100%, we did not have women reaching out through our websites. Because women, they may be too scared to call and put a voice to it, but they can fill out a website form and get that help they need. I love what you said there. You just love the small charities. And that's something that I've found to be honestly so true with uh, you know, entrepreneurs, not maybe corporations or organizations, but smaller business owners and entrepreneurs getting connected to a smaller charity has a way bigger impact what your dollars do and where they go and the story that gets created and the impact it has on you because of just the the drastic change that you can see and you get to feel like you were a part of it. <laughs> you get to feel like you're the grassroots of it and the beginnings that gave them legs to do what they are meant to do. That's beautiful. Before we jump into our giving round here, some rapid fire questions for you. I want to give you a minute. I want you to uh, just brag on yourself and share a favorite moment of giving that still gives you goosebumps today. I have to go back to Community Caring Center. So they came to me and they're like, we need a way to raise funds for our Christmas box. And this was kind of in a transition stage of boards. And they were like, we want to put Christmas on everyone's table. And we're three weeks out and they're like, we still don't have the funds. I'm like, Okay, we're going to do a social media campaign. Social media is not my strong suit by anything. Websites, put me on websites, social media. Yeah. I was like, but we're going to do what we can. And we raised enough money to suffice the number of boxes that they needed to create for everyone in Azel to have Christmas dinner on their table that year. That is so special. I'll, I'll dive one question further that. Did you get to include your family in that kind of like moment that you were able to create together? And what did that do for them? That was, that, that's a good question. So that was a fun one because not only were we accepting monetary donations, but they were asking for physical donations, food, canned foods that to create these boxes. And it was during the year of COVID and that year I was homeschooling my kids. Wow. And so during that time, I got to do a fundraiser with my kids, a food drive with my kids. And so they picked, I think it was corn, canned corn and marshmallows. You know how many Amazon bags I had at my door from relatives donating to their food drive? It was ridiculous, but I have pictures and they actually made the local easel newspaper because I sent them a photo with my kids standing with this tower of canned foods as they were donating it. So it was a really cool experience. One more question in that space. What impact do you think that's going to have on them as they grow? I mean, you already see it. I mean, they go to school, but I couldn't do homeschooling. Heads in the back. <laughs> but they go to school and they're like, mom, they're doing a food drive. We want to do the food drive. Let's do it. And so I'm going out having to collect in any cause that they see. 
there is a time this past Christmas, everyone's struggling this year. So a lady came up to my window at the Target and I rolled my window down and she was selling these decorated marshmallow snowmen. And she's like, I just lost my job. It wasn't even Christmas. She's like, my son's having a birthday and I need money. Can you purchase these so I have money for my... And I was like, yeah, sure. And so they were talking about that the whole way home. Of And it wasn't even a nonprofit. It was just a mm-hmm. moment of giving that they got to see. And they thought it was the coolest thing ever that they got to help another child with his birthday gifts. The power of that, so many people underestimate. The amount of people I ask that question to and hear the stories and watching the parents light up, recognizing like, wow, my kids actually understand giving. They understand the value of helping others. And they have a moment to reflect. It's crazy. They honestly sometimes catch me. They're like, mom, I'm like, okay, I get it. Let's go do it. So they keep me in check. That's a concept that I teach is just doing one act of service a month with your children, whether that's donating $100 to charity and letting them choose a charity or finding something they want to do. But as you start to grow those acts of service, the whole goal is that, A, you get 12 memories because that's obviously a very strong memory for you. You get 12 memories of giving with your kids a year. Well, imagine they do that from the ages of four to 14, right? 10 years. 12 months, that's 120 moments of giving that they get to put in their memory bank that make them so happy that can frame who they become as humans going forward. But the whole goal is that one day they're walking down the street and they look at a homeless person or somebody out on the streets and they say, mommy or daddy, this person looks really cold. Can we do our giving initiative this month and buy that person a blanket or buy them socks or do something? And we start normalizing that ability to be able to help people as part of our initiative of our lives. Yeah. I've never thought of it as 120 experiences. That is very powerful. So thank you for bringing that into the equation. It might might be something I'm implementing in my family. It's probably like I do quite a few speaking engagements. That's probably the number one thing that I get told after any speaking engagement is that people are going to go back and take this to their families. And I tell them, anytime you do that, send me a message. I want to hear about it because that's what inspires me the most. And that's the most messages I receive is people send me photos of their kids volunteering or sending me messages being like, this is what we did. And we're doing this every month. And then I get messages six, eight months later. And they're like, we're still doing it. And it's been the best experiences of our lives that we've built this relationship with our kids around giving because it's such a core memory for everybody. So I love that you've already implemented that and are now hopefully going to take it and expand on it even further. Yeah, I definitely will. Amazing. Well, that's a perfect setup for our giving round. So rapid fire questions, easy answers. Are you ready for them? Okay, let's do it. Brag on one charity that you like. Community Caring Center. What gets you more excited, donating $1 million or spending a week physically helping others? Ooh, helping others. Mm, That's always a tough one. Who inspires you with their giving? My mother. She's always there for us, and I know that she's always there. She's just a very giving person. I can't explain it because she was always teaching us to do it, and now it's my responsibility to teach my kids to do it. Beautiful. My mom is the same. I can't explain it. She's just the person that's always helping some way, somehow. 
you know, if somebody didn't have a dinner, that she just invited them over for dinner. And that was just their way of uh, giving. So I get that completely. Yeah. Do you think you should start giving from the start of your business or wait till you've had some success and then start giving from there? At the start, because getting tied into the nonprofits will make you that much more successful. Absolutely. What's the first thing you think of when you hear go big to give big? Don't stop, keep running, and give back. I love it. That's great. In one word, describe the feeling you get when you give. Love. Mm, great word. And the final question we got for you today, do you believe that money can buy you happiness? It is a tool to get you to happiness. Elaborate. You create your own happiness. Sometimes you need more time. And money can free you to get that time to create that happiness. I love that. That's so beautiful. Well, it's been such a pleasure having you come on the show today, Jessica. It's been so amazing getting somebody that works in the website space, be able to explain it the way you did so that our audience can understand the power of the messaging and the marketing and the nonprofits and the volunteering all tied into their websites. And that last little bit about family, I think, is so beautiful. And I want to give you a second now to just share about, you know, if, if somebody wanted to connect with you or talk websites or talk about Success Champion, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Awesome. So the best way to get in touch with me is, of course, my website. Go to my website. I have my calendar directly on there. You can book a uh, time. The second best way is through LinkedIn. That is my social media platform of choice. And that's where you can find me playing around in the social media space. Beautiful. And for those that are listening and maybe can't jump into our show notes, what's the website that they can visit you on? It's going to be buzzwks, B-U-Z-Z-W-K-S.com. Beautiful. I love that. Well, thank you so much for uh, coming in today, Jessica. It's been an absolute pleasure. I love chatting with you and I look forward to continuing the conversations. Awesome. Thank you, Randy, for having me on. And you guys, if you like this podcast, because he does these it takes a lot of time to do these podcasts and get them out there. So subscribe and listen to what he has to say. I love the plug. Thank you so much, Jessica. That was amazing. Thank you for listening to the show. If you know someone who's an example of Go Big to Get Big, we would love if you could share this with them. We want to get our message out to as many listeners as we can. And it all starts by having people like you share it with your friends. Also, if you enjoyed the show, take 30 seconds and give us a five-star review. It's a simple act of giving that is free for you, helps us grow our message, and in return, allows others to find us sooner. And until the next episode, remember, always go bigger with your dreams and goals so you can give bigger with your profit.